Good afternoon, or evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this. Um, welcome to the first of hopefully many podcasts. Uh, my name is Jamie Stringer, and I'm joined, joined, going, going <laughs> by uh, my good friend Dan Sherman. Nice to meet you, everyone, everyone. Everyone, you know, no one is listening or will be ever someone see might. this. Someone but might. Our friends probably will, just so they can throw it back in our face. Yeah, quite possibly. So, um, what? Why? Why are we here? What are we doing? So, um, we decided that now that we've sort of hit the thirty-year-old mark, a little bit past that now, that some of the albums that we love and still love, but are you know, could be considered classics. So we wanted to talk about some of them, share our experiences uh, during that time. Um, and, you know, hopefully this will become a a weekly thing or bi-weekly. Who knows? This we'll could be how, the only one. This could be the end of This it. could be the beginning of the end. could be the end of our friendship. Yeah, this could go horribly wrong. Uh, but me and Dan have known each other for a very long time. We used to go to play school together and then uh, first school, middle school uh, and high school. So, yeah, we've known each other for a long time. Best long men time. at each other's weddings. Um, so, yeah, we're pretty close. Not gay. Not that, not that's a problem. No, 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 no. Be whoever you want to be. Be who you want to be. So the first um, album that we thought we'd talk to you about is uh, Meteora by Linkin Park. Um, so Dan, I've got some some facts for you. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So do you remember? I told you earlier actually. This came out. <laughs> this was released on the twenty fifth of March two thousand and three. So fifteen years ago. Uh, we were 15 years old. Wow. Um, we're in our last year of high school, so GCSE time yeah. around that, yeah. Um, I want to play to you, Dan, what the number one song was way back in March 2003. Any ideas? Hazard a guess? Venga Boys? No, if only it was that good. Number one in March 2003. Alright, Dad, you ready? Hold on, hold on. This absolute banger. <laughs> really? Gareth Gates featuring the Kumas <laughs> with Spirit in the Sky. I think it might be like a charity single. Yeah, don't worry, there's not going to be many songs <laughs> like this in the podcast. Um, this is quite the anti yeah. type of music we like to listen to. So. I've heard enough. We haven't even started. We haven't had Gareth yet. Here he is. No stutter there. No st- okay. So that was a uh, number one single here in the UK. The UK number one album was uh, Nora Jones' "Come Away with Me." An awful month for music. <laughs> Not a great month. Well, except for music. Um, so Linkin Park's Meteora, their sophomore album, as the Americans would say, came out on the twenty fifth of March. Other albums released that uh, month included some some good album so uh, Sing the Sorrow by AFI wow now that was a good album that was good uh, Fallen by Evanescence another wow fantastic these are butcher, you know some of these albums we might end up doing well, a podcast on we'll probably hear on. them later on in the show um, one of my personal favourites from back in the day was Blackout by Head Planet Earth one of Linkin Park's sort of contemporaries I would say um, but I mean the big release that month uh, was Innocent Eyes by Delta Goodrum <laughs> Um, the UK number one film 
when Meteora came out was Just Married, <laughs> the American rom-com starring Ashton Kutcher and Brittany Murphy. She's dead. Is she? Didn't she? I don't know. <laughs> I thought she was dead. Well, we'll have to edit that out. She's not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she did, maybe she didn't. She's the one that was in 8 Mile, wasn't she? Misk. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I think, I think she's you dead. You think she's dead? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, God rest her soul. Yeah. Um, to Brittany. Well done. Well, well, or well, not. Or not. We don't know how she died. If she if she even died. Um, I just made that up, to be fair. But we'll check. March also not a great month for film. It's a bit of a, you know, it's just after awards season. No one wants to release a film. It's a bit of a rubbish month in general. Isn't yeah. it? Is it winter? Is it spring? No you know, one knows. So daffodils. The only two films that I'd even heard of that were released uh, in March 2003 were Bend It Like Beckham, which is a good film. Never seen it. A great film. Never, is he in it? No. And Piglet's Big Movie. Hmm. <laughs> well, I've seen that. Obviously. Well, obviously. Um, what else was going on in the world in March 2003? Iraq. Wow, oh God, of course. Blair Jesus. and Bush at it again. Tony. Tony Tony and George W. Um, yeah, on the, uh, that was pretty much what was going on. Although there was something else that was going on. On the 12th of March, the World Health Organization issued a rare global alert about a mystery severe respiratory disease spreading in several countries. 15th of March, SARS. <laughs> Just turning into a really... 8,273 <laughs> 8, cases, 775 deaths. I think that uh, George Bush for 775 people dying was not enough. So on the 17th of March, two days later, he tells Saddam Hussein that him and his sons have 48 hours to leave Iraq or the United States will initiate preemptive military action against Iraq. That's a hell of a threat, isn't it? On the 18th of uh, March, the UK voted to join in. Of course. And on the 20th of March, the invasion of Iraq begins. Fun times. Actually, I do remember. I do remember when the old statue came down. I remember. Yeah, I remember watching yeah. that, coming home from school and seeing that. Um, this is turned into a bit of a yeah. Sorry, let's now. go back to music. Let's so, just um, briefly, the Kerrang uh, front cover uh, for that month was Metallica. Yeah, standard. Probably been on all of them, hasn't it? Yeah, probably. Um, but it does say on the front cover, it's got a review of Meteora. Aha. Uh -huh. And they asked the important question: <laughs> Meteora. Ace or arse? Really? Yeah. That's really poor journalism. Poor journalism. I mean, wait till we get to the reviews. But maybe we should start uh, start listening. Yeah, let's kick off. So kick track off. one. Track four one. Word. Four word. Some nice thunderstorms. Mm, some banging. Now this is a classic intro. It goes straight in. Track Ah, no, it six. Go <laughs> straight into track six because my Spotify is on shuffle. on shuffle. Other uh, music-based platforms time. are available. Okay, Don't stay. Track two. A good metal riff. I often wonder, you know, if you could be in the studio with Mike and see him come up with some of these riffs and yeah. how it all comes together because it's got to be something. Magic white riff. Brilliant. It's a banger, isn't it? Um. So Meteora, in general, uh, most successful album in the history of the American Alternative Songs chart. 
whatever that is. And as of 2013, a bit out of date, the album sold over 27 million copies worldwide, wow. which is pretty impressive. Um, it's annoying that I don't have a more up-to-date figure because following the tragic death of Chester Bennington, um, Linkin Park's record sales increased by 5,300%. Wow, really? So, so that 27 million, who knows what that could be. Um, overall, Linkin Park have sold around 100 million albums worldwide, um, making them the 42nd biggest selling artist of all time. Um, with more sales than Prince, Fleetwood Mac, Britney Spears, David Bowie, Bob Marley, Nirvana, or even Genesis. That's impressive stuff. Quite good figures, isn't it? Yeah, really? it's not bad. Um, I don't know what you think about this song. Oh, it's a good one. It's a great song. I think. I think this album, in terms of LP albums, is probably one of my favourites. I think just for the yeah, it's the kind of it's definitely top three for me. Just guitar based, you yeah. know, just really heavy riffs, some really great melodies in there. Obviously, Chester. Melody King, really. Mm -hmm. Some really strong vocals. It's just fantastic. Next song, I, I actually remember us listening to it. We came home from school one yes. day to listen to this single when it came out. Yeah. This um, was back in the day when, like, uh, albums weren't just available online no. or, like, singles didn't just appear. You knew the date that a single or an album was coming out and you would go and buy it. Or Absolutely. I do, yeah. So the next track, Somewhere I Belong, uh, was this the single, first single? This was the first single, yeah. The first single. And I remember, I've obviously watched the documentary they yes. did and how they came up with this this initial riff, which is an acoustic guitar riff that they liked, but then Mike was like, nah, it's a bit too folky. Let's too... reverse it. Yeah. And it, this is what happened. I Switched mean, up the chord progression. Exactly. Progression. Uh, and then, yeah, that's why it has that like sweeping. Yeah, this is my favourite. Favourite track of the album, I think. Yeah, I was, I think, I mean, um, yeah, it's, there's another track coming up which I'm a big fan of, but this, this is probably, yeah, my favourite. So, this got to number 10, the UK oh, singles ten. chart, number 10. It did reach number one somewhere. Australia? Close, very close. New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand, mates, they loved it. New Zealand, number one. Who's top of the charts? <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's eating. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a it's a big song. It's you know it's radio friendly, but that's what they do, don't they? And they do it well. The rapping's there, you've got the yeah. sampled sounds. I think Chester's they, vocals. They, they do it well, but they've done it in so many different kind of styles. And yeah, feels to the music, which is why they're such a good band, and still are such a good band. Like, you know, I would agree with that. Um, so this single was released March 17th, 2003, so like a week before the album, that's how things used to go. Um, do you remember, Dan, I have this vague memory, because uh, of when this came out in like March 2003, so we would have been like just before that doing like our mock exams. Okay. Seems to remember you wrote an English piece based on the anticipation of Linkin Park's forthcoming second album. Did I? <laughs> yes, and you called it... <laughs> Metal Mayhem. <laughs> oh my God, I don't. How do you remember that? I don't know. It stuck with me. I think oh, because I, I got that anymore. I think because I was jealous because when we came out of the exam, you were like, "Oh, how did it go? What did you write about?" And I wrote about something shit, and you were like, "Oh, I wrote a um, a review of Linkin Park's forthcoming album." Wow. And I was like, "Why didn't I think of that?" <laughs> I do not remember that. Yeah, from memory. Cool. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, that's a <laughs> little bit of fiction for you. Um, so yeah, so, Somewhere of Long I think is one of my favourite Linkin Park songs of all time. Yeah, it's definitely up there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we move on to uh, Lying from You. Track four. Another heavy, heavier number. It's quite heavy early on, I think, and then it gets a little bit, the whole album gets a bit more chilled as it goes on. So I should probably talk about, like, um, I mean, this is a riff, isn't it? Such a great, what a riff. Such a great um, tone on the guitar yeah. as well. I've obviously liked music myself, and I've never got close to the tone like It's that. so like clean, isn't it? It's clean, but heavy. Crunchy. Yeah. I think um, I saw an interview of uh, Mike Shinoda quite recently, and he said that that sound, that crunchy sort of guitar sound that they have on Hybrid Theory and then on Meteor, they. It was the sound that they first heard on um, some of the refused tracks, like okay. like Shape of Punk to Come and stuff like that. It was that's and you can hear that influence if you listen back to those sorts of albums. But um, yeah, it is. I know what you mean. It's that it's hard to replicate, isn't it? Yeah, impossible. Almost. Yeah. Um, I want to just point out the idea of this podcast came about thanks to the Throwback Podcast, uh, Dan Hansis and Bob Castrone. Um, please don't sue us. We don't have any money, so we're not going to get much. Um, yeah, they do something similar uh, called the Throwback Pod, which, because they're a little bit older than us, is more about kind of like mid-90s indie rock, Oasis, Pixies, Weezer, that sort of stuff. Good so, stuff. you know, good stuff. Great podcast. Check it out. Um, we are clearly ripping them off, but I don't think they'd be covering Linkin Park's Meteora. So, you know. Different strokes for different blokes, different blokes and, and, and women, just folks, really, folks in general. Uh, the track after this, uh, I do not like. <laughs> so you don't like? I, I don't like. It's one of the very few Linkin Park songs I'm not a fan of. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what it is. I just I never I never liked it. I think it's it's an album track, isn't it? It's it's an album filler. Exactly. I mean, I don't think it's a bad song. No. Again, a nice riff. To be honest, I think you could play anything in this guitar tone and it would sound good. <laughs> yeah. Play jingle bells. You could, awesome. yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this song. I don't know about you. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's not not the best song on the album. Um, not to say it's bad, but I definitely the next song in particular is one of my favourites. So albums. yeah, I mean, when I first heard the next song. Let's just get rid of this. Let's go straight. <laughs> Let's go straight. In. Easier to run. Uh, I didn't like it because I was like, it's, it's, you did that a lot. Yeah, well, it, I come, you know, it, we've come from hybrid theory, and then the first part of this album is all pretty heavy, and then this is like, well, what's this, Backstreet Boys? You know, it's <laughs> quite that. Bad. No, um, but I've le- I do actually really like it now. Uh, very, very rarely played live, I think. So. Yeah, it's funny how bands have those yeah. songs, isn't it? They just refuse to play live. Just, I don't know, maybe it's too difficult or they're just... I don't think it's that. A bit too slow. I, don't I, don't I mean, it might be true, either. They didn't really like it either. Maybe. Because I, I guess it must get to that point where you've got an album to fill and you've got, you know, you've been working on it for a year or something you just think, oh, let's put this one on there. Yeah, whack it on. Um, we'll leave this running for a bit because it's a nice song. It's a nice song. Let's talk about... Uh, the reviews of Meteor. Mm. 
Well, they must when have been good. Must well, good. I'd say they were average. So Metacritic, which uh, aggregates all reviews from like the major sources, gave it 62 out of 100. And a lot of the reviews are, you know, sort of three stars. Enemy, seven out of ten. Q, three and a half out of ten. Rolling Stone, uh, sorry, three and a half out of five. Not ten, that would be rubbish. Uh, Rolling Stone, three out of five. Kerrang! Bit of a scathing review. Uh, I wanted to pick up on some of the, the bits of the review here, because I feel yeah. like whoever, whoever wrote the review, a bit of a dick. Uh, so... He says, with Hybrid Theory, an album so perfectly crafted and so precisely targeted to satiate music buyers rather than music lovers, you can't help but wonder if there's any need for a part two. It turns out that part two is here regardless, since Meteora sounds, given the circumstances, exactly as you'd expect a Linkin Park album to sound, right up to the pro-tooled hilt, just like its predecessor in fact, which is where the disappointment lies, and it is a disappointment because... If, as Chester Bennington recently claimed, the only pressure his band are under comes from themselves, then it appears the Quintet have given themselves a pretty easy ride of it. Wow, what a twat. Um, how many albums he's written? Yeah, I mean... Like, I think Linkin Park are always... People are either like, oh, you know, they sort of... Give them crap for making music that sounds the same, and then when they do something different, it's like, oh, it yeah, exactly. that's not Linkin Park. They can't win. You can't win. Um, I don't. I don't think this is. I mean, that close to hybrid theory. No. To be honest, I think it's got a much different feel to it. I mean, I think the band admit, and you know, people often refer to hybrid theory and Meteor as like a one and a two, like a two-parter, and then. You know, they do sort of drastically then sort of depart from their sound oh, yeah. with their third album. Because and going, of reviews like this. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I just think it's not it's not helpful. It's not nice, that sort of review. But then you could say, you know, maybe they maybe they needed to hear it. And then they thought, well, okay, let's do something different then. Let's shut that prick yeah. up. Let's do something completely different. And then, you know, see what it, I hope you've got his review for their next album. Because I will be interested to see what he said then. <laughs> I don't have it right now, but... Uh, no, we can get it for you in the, <laughs> we can get in, it, later yeah. in the series. Um, now we go on, come on to I mean, an yeah. absolute banger. A Stonewall classic. Again, another really good hook. Yeah. Uh, I think Mike's rapping here. on this is spot on. This little drum fill here, classic. Fading those guitars. I mean, this is one. I think this is one of the best songs on the album. This was so. This was the second uh, single. Uh, this got to number fifteen in the UK charts. It didn't do as well as somewhere I belong. But where do you think it got to in New Zealand? Number one. Didn't chart. What? Those <laughs> Kiwis are fickle folk. Don't. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, according to Wikipedia, anyway. I don't know. Uh, yeah, didn't, <laughs> didn't go down well. They didn't like the strings. I don't know. <laughs> don't know. We need to get a kiwi on the show. Hey, what's this? What's this faint? What's this faint do we, shit? Do we know any kiwis? Yeah, uh, you know one. Yeah, come. <laughs> Got a bit of a come. Bleep that out. <laughs> um, yeah, weird. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. Any uh, sense Wikipedia could be wrong, but 
So Faint was released uh, in June of 2003. Oh, after our exams were over. Can we finish by then? June? Yeah, we'd have finished. We'd both be 16 as well. Oh, oh, what good. Is it? <laughs> no, no, drink. Can drink. You can buy a lottery ticket though. Well, you can barely buy energy drinks now if you're 16. No, you? no. Very different, different times. Different times. Yeah, Frosty Jacks, though. So you can always get that. Yeah, or a uh, Lamborghini. Oh. Down the park. Don't drink, underage kids. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a public service announcement. Um, we covered this song once, didn't we? We did cover Without it. Without the strings. In one of our <laughs> friend's lounges. Yes. Uh, it sounded nothing like this. Well, aside from the guitar and the drums. Pretty, yeah, pretty because much. that was pretty much all the instruments we had. I mean, I did the rapping. Yes, which was fun, which was good. Which was I good. think it was okay for a white. Oh, I did alright. Well, <laughs> sure we can condone that kind of behaviour. But... <laughs> well, I'm just saying. What about Eminem? Yeah, we might. I think we should cover one of his albums. Oh, we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we did cover it, but yeah, we didn't have the strings. It's a shame. Uh, I really like this song. This is a good song. I think this is a hidden gem. I really like the. Well, we'll get to it. Like the bridge. Yeah. And now. Yes. It's two words. What is? Yeah, I feel like this is the sort of, well to be fair, I feel like this album, so 2003, the whole like new metal thing, I think I feel like this album almost like bookends new metal, because oh, yeah. there's not much new metal after this, and I think it's a good end, a fitting end to a genre. Fantastic end. Yeah. Good genre. I mean we'll, we'll probably talk about a lot of new metal albums. You know, if scholars maintain uh, that it all started in 94 with Korn's debut album. Uh, so 10 years of new metal, it's not bad. Yeah, it's quite good if this is, Yeah, if this is the end of it. I mean, I think bands like Linkin Park and even, you know, Papa Roach and like Slipknot, bands like that, realise that they had to sort of change if they wanted to continue to have a music career. Cause, you have to adapt. Yeah. Yeah, big fan of this song. And now. It's a good riff. Very simple, but very good. Yeah. Always the best ones are. Mm. Here we go. So the album was produced by Don Gilmore. I think he produced uh, the first one as well. Um, I don't know. I've just made that up. I don't know if he produced that first one. I think he did. But they sort of. Co this is the first album they sort of co-produced before they then started make, like producing their own stuff. Yeah, this album, go that way. yeah, this album um, 
So Rob Borden stated, bear in mind that this album is only 36 minutes, 43 seconds long. It's quite short. Which is pretty short. Uh, the drummer, Rob Borden, stated that they wanted to make a group of songs that would sit well together because we wanted to make a record that you could pop into your CD player and from beginning to end there would never be a spot where you start daydreaming. That's quite nice. Isn't I think that's, yeah, it's bang on. Yeah. So lyrically, like, content-wise, you know, and this is why teenagers related to it so much. You've got anger, depression, recovery, all of that sort of stuff. Um, Chester Bennington said in a, an MTV interview uh, that they don't talk about situations, they talk about the emotions behind the situations. So him and Mike are two very different people, so they can't sing about the same things, but when, but they both know about frustration, anger and loneliness and love and happiness, so they can relate to it on that level. And I think like, their lyrics are always so accessible. Like oh, you think, oh, yeah. I identify with that because they're not talking about a specific situation. They're just talking about a general feeling. feeling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And I think, yeah, I mean, every track on this album you can relate to, or well, I certainly can in the words anyway. And yes. His lyrics are really powerful. They always have been. Um, but you can obviously feel, you can feel his pain in there. And I think on this song, nice little segue there for you, more than any, uh, Breaking the Habit, which I, for me, I assume, I don't know, is about like, addiction and stuff. Um, and I think this song, I, this earlier when you said that Somewhere I Belong was the favorite, al- uh, favorite track on this album, and I said, oh, it's possibly another one. This is the one I was thinking of for me, because, uh, I think it's just really different yeah, to yeah. anything that they had done until this point. Like, there's hardly any guitar in it. Yeah, this is more, yeah, more electric. Yeah, electronic, more electronic. No rapping. No. Um, and you know, potentially a hint at what they could produce in the future. Um, this was a single. Um, this was the last. Yes, let's have a look. <laughs> Those Kiwis like it. I didn't mind this one. Number twenty-seven. Uh, <laughs> 39 in the UK. This was the last uh, single released from the album uh, in June of 2004. So well over a year after it had been released. You don't really see that anymore, do you? No, no. Singles all like they all come out together. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember the video really well to this as well. The like, animated, oh, animated yeah. type thing, which I thought was really cool and like innovative. Yeah, I just think this or somewhere I belong. Oh. Or think, think point nine. Or yeah, you could go on. Yeah, or <laughs> I find it on a different day another song's my favourite. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. I feel like I need to get another drink. Now it's time for part two. And we're back. So, there's a reason why I've bought this beer. Uh, so the album is called, yeah. called Meteora, which is a rock formation in Greece. This is a Greek beer. You see what I've done there? That's mythos. It's topical. It's very good. It was, you know. I really, like this. really like. No, I like that. Do you? Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm a, tr- I'm a traditionalist. Bit of mythos? Yes, please. Um, I would point out that this song is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I got a head on that. I've never done bar work. From the inside, uh, 
Not sure how I feel about it. I mean, it is the same chord progression as uh, yeah. Fate, uh, but that just shows what you can do. You know, you've made a completely different song. I guess so. I don't know. I just uh, I'll just some of this stuff. Um, I think it. I think it's okay. Like it's an average song. I, think. I really like his melody as well. Yeah. It's just sort of got such a fantastic voice. It's so emotion. Yeah, I love the how he can be melodic and he heavy. So this was the fourth single of the album. Uh, Kiwis. Oh, I did not like this one. Fifty. Well, I think we need to get a Kiwi on this show just to mm. ask him some questions He's about himself. got a lot to answer him. I mean, they bloody what Shortland Street. I mean, Christ. Did better in Switzerland, 38. Uh, in the UK, it did not chart. It didn't chart? Well, it didn't, well, it didn't make the top fours. I don't know. I don't know. That surprises me. I mean, uh, the, English, the UK chart's always been a bit yeah. heavy, hasn't it? It has, but you know, this was at a time where rock and metal were sort of riding the. I don't know, who knows? So, yeah, as I said, the album was only 36 minutes long, so I mean, we've got, what, like three songs left? It's gonna be a short podcast. It's a week. short pod this week. It's yeah. our first one. It's our first one. We'll get you know we'll get better with time. Uh, next mm. next week we'll do an album that's two hours long. See how you like that. Yes. <laughs> See that in your pipe and smoke it. Now, when it comes to songs <laughs> that you're now. not a huge fan of on the album. I, this is probably my least favourite. I song. really like this song. Yeah. Uh, I also think, <laughs> ironically, it could be a good title for our podcast. Nobody's, Nobody's listening. listening. That's actually very good. Should we go with that? Let's go with that. Nobody's listening. Um, yeah, this is the, you know, the rap track on the album. I don't know what it is about it. So I mean, it just something doesn't sit quite well with me. I think it might be the sort of pan pipes. <laughs> the pan pipe. An underused tool in the metal industry. You don't hear it often. You don't know, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is pan pipe heavy. I mean, it, you know, again, it's, it's different, which is good. But... So, uh, yeah, there's... Have you ever been, like, intact? In we live in Worthing, which is a small town in West Sussex. Seaside town. Seaside town. Uh, near Brighton, it's just near Brighton, so yeah. But um, quite often have like street performers, buskers in town. Yes. I've seen some some panpipe players. Yes, I, mean, I might request this <laughs> next time I'm in town. Do you know nobody's nobody's listening, listening by Linkin Park? <laughs> <laughs> Having a pop. Just, uh, anyway, anyway, talking about street performers in Worthing, we had Jesus there for quite some time. Jesus on his, yeah, on his, was it a Fender Strap? Fender Strap, yeah. yeah. Had long silver hair. Flowing locks. And then one day we came to town and he cut it all off. Yeah, he didn't look Jesus like Jesus anymore. But he did look like a hunk. Like a silver fox. Each to their own. The way he caresses the fretboard. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Lost in thought then. Um, I don't mind this song. I mean, it's yeah, it's all right. 
I still prefer it to hit the floor. Still my least favorite. Dan, let's get instrumental. Yeah, and Jay, the next, the name of this next song is our beer. This. Um, our beer is not session. This is this is session. This, this is, is not, not session. session. 4.7.2 more than session. Uh, fun facts about this song, Dan. It was nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> yeah. For best rock instrumental performance. It did not win. Jeff Beck's Plan B. A song I do not know. Bill Beck. Beck. Not the Beck, Jeff Beck, the other Beck. So, who did this? <laughs> Beck's, this Beck's dad. Was Jeff. this Joey Hahn or is this Mike? I think this is a Joe and Mike co Imagine. production. Yeah. Um, also, fun fact about this song seriously instrumental, it's got more info than any other. <laughs> uh, it's the end of the second Matrix film? Mm-hmm. You haven't seen the Matrix, so you wouldn't know. Seen any of them. No. Which we need to, that's a, a wrong we need to write. But anyway, yeah. Um, I really like this song, but um, yeah. It's just a little bit different, you know, a little bit chilled. Lots of um, electronic drum beats. Um, but yeah, nominated for a Grammy, there you go. Um, but Linkin Park have actually won two Grammys. Um, one was with Jay Z for number four. I don't like Jay-Z, do I don't mind him, he's alright. Oh, hang on, no, I'm talking about Kanye West. Jay-Z's alright, I think. I don't mind Kanye. Really? What, after him yesterday? Well, yeah. Politically he's, aside. He's mad. He is mad, but his music's alright. Anyway, this isn't a rap pod. No. No. no maybe in another. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> then maybe we can go into some detail about Tupac Shakur. Ooh. Apparently he's still alive. Well, oh, that's what they say in Cuba. That's what, um... Sug Knight. Sug Knight. Cooper. Um, talking of Numb Encore, <laughs> should we listen to Numb? Let's the last track Numb. on the album. Last track on the album. I love it when an album's got a banging last a track. A banging last track. Really go out. Do you know, you know the intro to this song? I always thought it sounded like Casualty. <laughs> it does sound like Casualty, for, yeah. for any American listeners, there's no listeners. I don't know why. It's like ER. But don't know why we'd have American listeners. Uh, yeah, Casualty's like ER. Um, so numb. One of their more famous songs. I say, think one of the best. Yeah, better well known one. This was the third single released from the album. Third of five. Uh, number fourteen in the UK. Kiwis, they quite liked it. Number thirteen. See, I'd like to see the full kitchen chart for these times and see what was number one. God knows. Uh, we've really had a pop of them today. We've had a pop I think of them. They deserve it. They've, uh, They've let the side down. Yeah. Um, yeah, 13. 11 on the US charts. It's pretty high, isn't it? Only 11 in the, in the US. Yeah, I mean, number one on the alternative chart, but okay. 11 on the I Billboard, Billboard 200. The Dutch, they quite liked it. Number two. Number two in the Netherlands. Number two in the Netherlands. Um, 
We're offending a lot of people right now. Yeah, um, we should stop. Apologies. The French, uh, 19. Oh, no, that's not right. That's that's, poor that's 11. That's who knows what that is. 20 something. Anyway. Yeah, 21. 21. 21. Philistine. This is the time I was doing my French GCSE yeah. as well. Yeah. Should really be coming back to me. Um. Yeah. Nice bit of keys in it. This is a good one live. Another really a good one live, live. Yeah. Strong vocal performance. I mean, I don't know whether maybe we should talk about the elephant in the room, Chester. Yeah. Uh, was it last year? So just yeah. over a year ago. Just over a year ago. Um, you know, uh, it's a difficult subjects to talk about, but both Dan and myself have s struggled ourselves or continue to struggle with depression. Um, and obviously, Chester. If you ever read about his life and what he's been through, uh, you know, he had child abuse in there, uh, substance and alcohol abuse. So, you know, it's sad. It's really sad. And it was. A, I remember that day vividly. It was a yes. huge shock. Um, and it is, you know, it's such a shame because he was, you know, huge talent. He meant so much to so many people. Yeah. I think people now still struggle with the fact that he's not around anymore. And you can hear it. You can hear it even more so in in songs like "Numb." <laughs> Don't worry about that. That's uh, Stan's dog. Um, yeah, in songs like "Numb," the <laughs> we're trying to have a serious conversation here. Louis, Louis, come on. I'll go and get it. You could. I think you can hear. Obviously, you can hear the pain in some of the lyrics. Um, I, I, I like to say I think Linkin Park Chester's lyrics is it's always about that I think yeah. so he was certainly troubled certainly had his demons um, suicide is something that people don't really want to talk about I think um, personally you know I, I would be lying if I never said I'd had a fleeting thought or I just thought you know I thought I'd be better with it come on, mm. you know, like never acted on it um, don't think I would but then you never know like in that moment you don't know what someone's feeling so you know he was obviously at a point where he thought there was no way out um, and unfortunately he uh, took his own life and I think I think personally like you don't you don't realize how much how much something means to you no. until it's gone like you obviously we love Linkin Park we love the music but it's just really it was a really powerful day and you know I did cry yeah like, I cried as the last time I cried and probably the first time I cried in years was that day uh, and it hit me I, I remember thinking like you know I don't know him no. why am I so upset about this but um, you know it's just a sad situation really but let's let's uh, just you know gone a little bit too soon there but let's um, lighten the mood a little bit with a song that is in the making of the album but was never on the oh, album. I know <laughs> uh, I'll give you a little anecdote as well. Um, I was fortunate enough to meet Linkin Park because he's a bit, a, bit, a bit of a nerd, was a member of the fan club. Yes. Um, and I met them when they were touring their third album, Minutes to Midnight. And I tried to make a joke like, 
for the British American humour, maybe there was a bit of a breakdown. I said, oh, guys, I'm really, like, sad to see that the Wizard song didn't make it onto this album. The Wizard song being the song that we'll play you in a second. Um, they didn't really understand, and they were like, well, we've got new songs. Why would you want the Wizard song? That was a joke song. And I was like, yeah, I know. I know it was a joke, guys. Come on. Uh, but, yeah, so that was my experience. But this is this is the Wizard song. With a lumen of fashion and the boots. Lightning in your eyes, wearing the magic hats. <laughs> A real shame that song didn't make it onto the album. Uh, maybe they'll release it one day. Because, uh, you know, unheard. Well, it's not I, unheard. I imagine there will be some. Yeah. There must be some demos and stuff that they could bring out. I'd be surprised if they didn't. So, Meteora in general. Um, the actual album was number one in the UK. Which is pretty cool. Um, cool. Hyper Theory, said, was that number one? That don't have those figures to hand down because I have not connected to your Wi-Fi. You might know, but uh, I would say yes. I guess. Okay. Good. Just go and put it yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think it was well. It was clearly very successful commercially, and I think um, it is much beloved today still by fans of the genre. Do you think? Would you agree? I would agree. Mm. I would agree. I think it's look, it's one of my favourites. Um, I think we, you know, just the fact that we've done it first yep. doesn't mean it's any less important. No, or, you know, than, than well, we we, do. we knew but we were going to do some Linkin Park uh, albums, and we, oh, there will be more. We weren't going to start with Hybrid Theory because uh, if we were shit, which we might have been, you know, might have ruined it. Leave your review. Yeah, or, uh, or, don't, or, don't be horrible. <laughs> um, then we would have ruined it. So Hybrid Theory will come at some point, but. Uh, yeah, I guess there's not really much more to say, is there? Not really. Um, we'll play you out with our intro music and mm. watch us headbang again. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. See you soon.